Mayday is brought to you by... Hey there, it's Crystal, and I'm one of the hosts of the Mayday Handmaid's Tale podcast, and I want to tell you about FabFitFun. It's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. It has products like a vegan leather, free people eye mask, glam glow bubble mask, a hava mineral hand cream, some really nice makeup brushes, and that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out, because they sell out fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code MAYDAY to save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code MAYDAY. You deserve to treat yourself. Hey, Mayday people. This is Tiana. This is part two of our Scary Movie Podcast. We're going to finish out our list of movies that truly scared us. Plus, we'll break down the 2015 movie, The Witch, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Innocent, and Kate Dickey. It's about a family in 1630s New England that's torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Plus, a discussion on how our experiences create differences between men and women when it comes to considering horror movies to watch. Don't forget, you have until November 7th to enter our costume contest. Visit our website at www.allconsumingcontent.com for information. And here's Justin to tell you all about it. Yes, happy handmade Halloween 2018, everyone. Uh, You have until November 7th, one more week, seven more days to enter our Handmaid's Tale costume competition. You can go to our website, allconsumingcontent.com to enter. There are three categories, pet, individual, and group. You can also tag us on a post on social media. You can find us at Handmaid Podcast, like Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid, at Handmaid Podcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can tag us with our social media handle, at Handmaid Podcast, and use the hashtag HandmaidHalloween2018. It's handmade Halloween 2018. Uh, once again, three categories. You can enter as many times as you want in as many categories as you want, and you will be eligible for some awesome prizes, some things that we haven't even talked about yet. Uh, from the Beehive in Atlanta, Feminist Sticker Club, Charm Box of Shadows, Hulu, author Mary Wissinger, and the Feminist Pencil Project. We'll have more on all of those coming up, and you will be judged fantastically by famous people. Uh, Ever Carradine and Stephen Kunkin, who you will know as Eva, Naomi Putnam, and Warren Putnam from The Handmaid's Tale will be judging our individual competition, and the phenomenal lead singer and rhythm guitarist of the band Hailstorm will be judging the group competition. None other than Lizzie Hale. You can find out more information about Hailstorm at hailstormrocks.com. They have just wrapped up the European tour in support of their latest album, Vicious, and they kick things off in North America in mid-November. I believe they kick it off in Virginia. So get more information on the new album, Vicious, and tickets for the tour at hailstormrocks.com. Once again, happy Halloween, everyone. Be safe out there. Enjoy your time. And find more information about our costume competition at allconsumingtonfent.com or on social media at Handmade Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Enjoy. And we're back. Yes, so we just watched The Witch. I had never heard of this movie until two days ago. Really? Yeah. And uh, it mostly lived up to expectations. I would say. Yeah. I was a little concerned at the beginning. It got off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. I think uh, at first I was afraid it was going to be like a lot of talk, but not a lot of genuine scares. Um, especially because, man, that score was heavy in the beginning. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was it was genuinely some scary stuff. Beware the goat. <laughs> Among other things. 
Yeah, that's about it. Um, so it was interesting at the end. It did say that it was a lot of the dialogue was taken from folk tales and fables and like court puritanical records, puritanical yeah. records from back in this era, which I think is in the supposed to be like the 1680s or something like that. Yeah, um, a friend of mine at work who recommended this movie when I put the call out for uh, scary movie recommendations said that she was told it was like the only scary movie ever um approved like officially approved by the cult cult of satan yeah i did see that huh well that sounds legit i did see that yeah because another thing that it said at the end was that it was also taken from like witchcraft records and like all of the so it's about as accurate i guess as we can get yeah, well, I mean, it leaves it like it leaves a lot of unanswered questions for something trying to be very accurate, which I think is probably appropriate, given that at the time, like, you know, everybody believed in witchcraft right. and things um, and and the, the unexplained was just not uncommon in a time where, you know, not a lot of science happening. Exactly. Well, and also, as we learn in the movie, like they had just arrived there not mm-hmm. that long ago from yeah, England. From, from England, over. yeah. So that's a very that's an interesting dynamic as well as like I felt like it was like trying to be you know these new people in this new place and they're being corrupted by it as the movie proceeds. This country kind of corrupting you. But they were they were very sure that it was their own human nature was the corrupting yes. factor. It's true. It was intense. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot more um, scary components, I guess I would say, than your average scary movie. Like there were, there were just a lot more things happening. It wasn't like the exact same thing happening over and over. No, or you know, lots of little things leading up to one big thing exactly. Like m- most of the little things would have been a big thing in most other scary movies. Yes, I agree. Um, it, like I said, it's it's a slow burn at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about halfway through is when there's a certain thing that happens and that was when I looked at you and I go okay it's about to get real from about here on out and that was pretty accurate but they don't go over the top with it and it's it, it's fairly well paced I thought the performances were all really good yeah um, the performances from the kids in this movie were fantastic yeah. which is not something you get to say a lot on um, scary movies I think yeah there are two twins in this movie that I feel like if I would have seen this at the movie theater, I would have gotten in trouble. Because I have a tendency to like laugh at things that, given the overall tone of the movie, probably shouldn't be funny. But those kids were hilarious at the beginning. Um, oh, when they were just they little were, pains in the ass? Yes. Yeah, they were. That was too funny. And yeah. whoever they found those kids, those kids were They were, were very awesome. realistic pains in the ass. They were. Because how old do you think they were? Oh, the I don't know. Nine. Nine? Eight. Okay. It does a lot of things, right? So it covers a lot of ground. And like one it little does. movie. Yeah, it does. Um, and you know, it's a it's a small cast movie. Yes. So like you get a lot of screen time with all of the main characters. Um, which I think kind of lends itself to you kind of feeling like you know them a bit, even right. though clearly you don't. And you don't you don't get much backstory at all. Right. So I think that helps a lot make you feel like you don't want terrible things to happen to somebody. Because you don't know any of the terrible right. things that right. they've already done. Right. Uh, one thing that I was impressed with, and this is just because you see it a lot in these this type of movie or this era of America or, you know, life, was that the father, I was expecting a whole lot of violence towards the women yeah. or towards the children, yeah. and there and was he, none he was of that. A good, 
It was yeah, very husband like, husband. yeah. And I was kind of shocked by that. It's actually kind of the opposite in the end. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, which is another surprising thing. There's several components of this that actually kind of shocked me. Um, given the, and especially since it's based on fact, you know, records that they have, that's even more interesting considering what we usually see from your normal kind of well, movie. I think, set I in think this era. The, the movie they tried to base on facts and things that they could, you know, accounts they could find. Right. Um, but I don't, I did not get the impression that like the family was based on a no. for real family. No, for so, family. um, but I do think it, it removes some complicating factors, um, of people in the family maybe already being traumatized if he had been really abusive or something, sure. you know, yeah. that would have added uh, more confusion around like what is real and what's not. You know, it goes, a lot of it goes back to women not being believed when they say that I ever haven't done a thing um, mm-hmm. in this movie. And so that was very interesting, very timely, obviously. It's just none of it's over the top. No, it's a very understated movie, especially for a scary film. But yeah, there were a lot of um, light touches on themes like that, like women not being believed, um, a woman, you know, a girl becoming a woman being Mm -hmm. like a terrible, scary thing. And that that must mean that she is doing something wrong. I was a little surprised at how well the family seemed to be functioning, given that they were kind of voluntarily kind of not voluntarily leaving their community right well they seem to be a fairly tight-knit family the father i mean they're it's pretty interesting that they were like basically banished because they were too religious yeah i think he thought that the church was not pious enough which i think again lends this like foundation of this country being the corrupting factor of everything because like they've been banished from their community because they are too religious and will not obey the laws of the commonwealth is essentially is what they say at the beginning and so this guy is saying you know they call he calls them fake christians before they kick him out and so it's basically this guy and his family and he's trying to live by a very very strict you know version of christianity um that is more or less like we're born sinners and then Mm -hmm. we have to attain redemption i guess it's it's a surprisingly um tame version of extreme christianity yes i feel like the family is all on the same level about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a relief yeah um it's not as if one family member is trying to impose this level of piousness on all of them no the family dynamic was interesting because again like usually in this kind of era of movie you get a very domineering Mm -hmm. male figure yeah Um, and he, he was definitely in charge like it was definitely the father was the you know was very patriarchal but it wasn't yeah, he was flawed in other ways. Yes, yes. But everybody was, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the interesting thing, right? Is that, and then the big thing, another theme that they harp on a lot in this is communication and not telling the truth and who's telling the truth about what and when they decide to tell the truth yeah. about it and, you know, what people value over other things and why. And it did a lot in one little movie. Like, I think this was like barely over an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that was a lot for that. It was like 92 time. minutes is what it is. That's quite a bit. So it is on Netflix right now. I'm sure it's all over other kind of places that you can find it. But yeah, it's uh, a good time for scary movies on streaming channels. Yes, for sure. You can find a lot of them. Don't watch it alone, folks. Do not watch it alone. Um, so let's talk about that. We'll talk a little Watching bit about, scary movies about the dynamic of, because I had this kind of realization. I call it a wokish moment the other day. Wokish? Yes, wokish. Yeah, I like it. You know. So I was thinking about this project because we had it coming up, and I was like, it's very different for me as a guy, man, white, straight dude, 
to think about horror movies and what I can pick and watch and why. Mm -hmm. Um, I have things that I don't like that I don't like to watch that freak me out, Mm -hmm. but for entirely different reasons than say like a woman or a person of color or LGBTQ person, um, or some combination thereof or some kind of in, in somebody who is a survivor of assault or abuse or someone who's had a family member that is, those all kind of lend themselves to those kind of things, which is stuff that I don't have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about this in the context of uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And who can and can't watch The Handmaid's Tale and why that might be. But yeah, scary movies, I think, are one of those things that people think about even less because um, mm-hmm. it's just it's almost a rite of passage here that right. you, you know, you start watching scary movies when you're old enough to like go to sleepovers without your parents there and inevitably somebody has an older sibling who gives the slightly too young kids this too scary movie. That's how I saw a lot of scary movies. But yeah, as an adult and even somewhat as a child, like there are some that for some people are just way more triggery. Yeah. Way more triggery. You know, and not even necessarily because of your personal experience, but because of what is a genuine fear for you. I do not watch scary movies that have like that I know will have a rape scene or something very close to a rape scene or a threat of rape. That is too real of a thing that I legitimately am afraid of in life. I don't, I don't need to add that to my dreamscape. And for me, it's like the basis of what I would be afraid of is really solely based on how I was raised. Like you and I were both kind of you, you younger and going to church a lot i was raised baptist until i was like 18 years old Mm -hmm. and so that kind of lays the foundation for a lot of things that you're afraid of and taught and you know not that we were like fire and brimstone crazy we don't dance we don't have fun like baptist but still baptist (laughs) um and so you know satan is real and like all of it is like ingrained into you and so yeah well in the the baptist church i went to was not Satan focused, you know, it was not, it was love focused and definitely not fear focused. And I definitely expect that it's a really different experience for people who grew up going to church. Um, that was a lot about fear. It it definitely colors what, what scares the crap out of me Hmm. just because of what I, especially for someone who either doesn't believe or wasn't raised to believe, Mm -hmm. um, this kind of movie involving Christianity or, you know, Satan or witchcraft, Mm -hmm wouldn't necessarily hit them as much because they don't necessarily believe that it's real. Whereas like, so like the exorcist, <laughs> there's a certain component of that that still freaks me out because it's like, hmm, I think that that maybe could really happen, especially given the history of, you know, things that have happened in the church. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Right. The, the, whereas the things that are super scary for me because they might really happen are like super scary men you meet at a bar. Right. Or walking home alone and there is somebody following you. Yes. Those are the things that are verging on too creepy for me. Yeah. I can watch any monster movie. I can watch movies like The Witch. I can watch a lot of scary stuff, but things that might really happen to me or my loved ones is verging on too much. Yes, it's interesting that I have to have things that are probably never going to happen to me. <laughs> probably mostly, but we're told you a lot. Make believe that I have to be afraid of. I have to make shit up to be afraid of. Basically, I mean, I feel like most white dudes probably are in this that is situation, what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Where you know the world is yours. But I don't think that many guys, uh, people see it. No, like I, that. Don't think, I, I don't. I don't think people do. It, people are conscious of that. No, 
But I definitely think that's a component and why some things are scarier to some people than others. Yeah. yeah. Which is now more interesting because I look back like the people that I know that are the biggest fans of horror movies are mostly women. At least that are very vocal about it. Because mm-hmm. hmm. you're one of them. Yeah. My wife was one of them. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore. And I tend to like more. I tend to like less realistic scary, scary sure. movies, though. Yep. I'm a big fan of Stephen King movies. Uh-huh. Um, I like monster movies quite a bit. But I don't like movies and I don't watch movies that are about um, a killer breaking and entering into somebody's home. Sure. That's very that's a that's a thing that legit happens in the world. Yeah. And I don't generally watch those, partly yeah. because I don't think the movies are as good, right? you know, um, but definitely like I can watch some of these scary movies by myself as I kind of have to sure. because I'm the only person in my house that likes them. But I, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to watch those by myself alone. Hmm. And that makes sense. Like I, I even think of, I, I was actually having a conversation with two people that I work with this week, one who's a probably 24-year-old woman. And she was talking about watching scary movies, and she lives by herself uh, in an apartment by herself. And, you know, she was even commenting on, you know, how she only has one set set of blinds in the ha- in the apartment that are even remotely, like, able to be seen in. And that's because the plants are there. <laughs> and how she doesn't Natural watch. Natural screen. <laughs> right. And how she doesn't watch, like you're talking about, like realistic things yeah. like that alone. Interesting. And, yeah. It was, so it's it's just, and I don't think a lot of guys think about it. And I only thought about it just because I do this podcast and I was. Yeah. And this is not a thing you. I have put a lot of thought into over the years. Why I right. only watch some kinds of scary movies. Yeah. Um, it's really just because we've been talking about this lately leading up to the show. Yeah. Um. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I see what's happening there now. So, no, I just want to put that out there because I, you know, something I don't think a lot of people are conscious of when they're going to pick any kind of movie, really, mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. what are the person that you're. Yeah. No, I'm definitely more aware of it in other parts of my life, like fears that are just like woman fears mm-hmm. than in something like this related to entertainment. Yeah. I know I don't feel super comfortable wearing lots of dresses and heels because when I was younger, I remember thinking intensely like I can't fight in heels and I can't run away fast in heels and dresses. So I just didn't wear them much. Solve that fear. Man. It's just things we don't have to deal with. Yeah. So guys out there or women who have never thought about it before, Keep that in mind next time you're uh, picking your scary movies for the next couple weeks as your Halloween time is around. Not everybody might be as excited about it. Maybe just ask everybody that's going to watch the movie. Exactly. Maybe get some opinions. Say, what kind of movie do you want to watch? Might give you some answers. In leading up to this episode, Justin asked me um, what kind of movies are off limits. And I had never really thought about that before in context of scary movies. And then immediately the first thing that came to mind was nothing rapey. I can't do it. Yeah. can't do it. Uh, I'm very I'm very cognizant of that even outside of this because for a long time when I was in my no watching horror movie zone I would watch things like you said like alien horror, oh, or like yeah. monster Alien's movies so very unrealistic things yeah, you know yeah. um for me uh, outside of like like I told you when we were picking movies I was like if we're going to scare me we need satan and we need atmosphere and that's what I mean well this movie this definitely, movie definitely provided had all that, of that. <laughs> and so like for me for a long time like what I like to do and if you are a person who is worried about being freaked out but still likes horror movies. Uh, what I do all the time 
is go to IMDb and there is a parental advisory section yep. that basically will outline in various sections like sex and violence, uh, you know, language. All of them are kind of laid out as to what is in the movie. Um, if you can handle being spoiled by it, then it will give you a lot of information as mm-hmm. far as what is going to happen in the movie. And I have several things that I do not like to see. It's kind um, of like common sense media for grownups. Yes, that's very true. Um, so it's a really good source. So if you, you know, IMDb is where pretty much everyone on earth goes to get their movie information. I feel yeah, like if you don't, you should, it's right. Awesome. It's the best app ever settles more arguments than I've, I uh, know. Right. right? I it's, think that every time, what the, did we do before we had IMDb to tell us really what year was that and who starred? Exactly. And so, was that really Johnny Depp or was it that other guy that looks like Johnny Depp? Skeet Ulrich. It was yes! Me. You're welcome. Skeet Ulrich. That's the guy. Who was in guy. Scream, which is he was a really good Scream. scary movie. Um, yeah, so, in Scream. Yeah. yeah. The, the like, there might be somebody outside when uh-huh. she's home alone. Like, that part scared the shit out of me. Exactly. The rest of the movie, not so much. But that part scared the shit out of me. Yes. So, The Witch, um, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, was, same. I, I really enjoyed that one. As I, now as, that I've seen the whole thing, I could probably rewatch it alone and yeah. be okay. As I told Tiana, I was like, this is a movie I've been avoiding, like the plague. And um, immediately my response was, well, now we have yeah. to see that one. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, thank you for the recommendation, Sally. Absolutely. All right. One more quick break in the action, everybody. We got a new sponsor to thank, uh, Beehive Atlanta. We are very excited to welcome them. You can find out more about them at www.thebeehiveatl.com. Uh, when Tiana and I went down to Atlanta back in April to see Ann Crabtree's exhibit at the Scad Fash Museum, uh, the first person I called was my good friend Mari, who manages the Beehive. Her sister, Melanie Davis, is the owner, and Mari runs the things. And I called them to make sure that we could get some gifts and thank you things to send to Ann and all the people that helped us get down there and support us while we were there. And, of course, they came through. And I, of course, called them when we needed the see if we could get some help and some prizes and such from some of their designers that they work with. They are a boutique in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's a boutique collective comprised of independent designers with a focus on local entrepreneurs. Their products include apparel, housewares, accessories, baby goods, local food goods, and jewelry for everyone. It's super awesome. Uh, Tiana and I went into the store when we were there. So if you're in Atlanta, definitely uh, look up The Beehive. If you are not in Atlanta, again, you can go to thebeehiveatl.com and shop everything at their store. They are having new designers all the time, so keep checking back. Once again, that is The Beehive in Atlanta, thebeehiveatl.com. All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break in the action here to uh, give a shout-out to some of the people helping us on the podcast for the costume competition, uh, our sponsors who are providing prizes and much support for this competition. We could not do that without them. So listen up about Lizzie Hale, the lead singer, rhythm guitarist for Hailstorm. You can find out more information about them on hailstormrocks.com. Currently, they're having a sweepstakes over on their website. You can get a shadow box. You can be entered to win a shadow box containing some awesome Hailstorm stuff, like a set list signed by the band, copy of their new album, Vicious, on some sweet-looking purple vinyl, a pair of drumsticks from RJ, and some guitar picks from Lizzie, Joe, and Josh. Again, check them out, hailstormrocks.com. Thank you again to Lizzie Hale, who will be judging the group competition of our costume competition. Um, so now, uh, I feel like we need to run down the rest of our list of oh, yeah, yeah. movies that legit scared the crap out of us. So I'll start with number three on my, um, and I have a great story for this one. So Rosemary's Baby, which is it's a good movie. Um, if you've not seen it, I can give you reasons not to watch it. One is because I can't watch it anymore, which makes me and sad. And this is the movie version, not the TV this movie This is the version. movie version. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's with a TV another. movie version starring Zoe Sedlana. There's absolutely not. 
There is one version and there's this version. <laughs> okay. And I can't watch it anymore because Roman Polanski directed it. And for those of you that don't know, Roman Polanski is a fantastic director. However, he's not allowed to enter the United States of America because in 19-something or other, 78-something, I think, he uh, allegedly, we'll say, um, it's been va- pretty much confirmed. Yeah. Uh, he we're, had, we're using the term allegedly very loosely here. Raped a 12 to 13-year-old girl at a party that he was at in yeah. Hollywood. So he's officially on the no-watch zone, as I call it. It's like the no-fly zone, only in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's in the watch mm-hmm. zone. Um, so that's very sad to me because I didn't know that at the time when I watched the movie. Because it is an amazing, fantastic movie, especially for a horror movie. And again, it's another horror movie that does not have any really gore or no, violent it's all atmosphere. aspect to it. But it is mess with your mind scary. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw it was when my wife and I were dating. And I used to work at Blockbuster Video, which was wow. awesome. And For you kids out there. That's right. That's the place where you used to go to rent VHS <laughs> tapes. Ask your parents. And DVDs. We had DVDs. I mean, eventually there were DVDs. I was there for Ask the cross. Parents. I was there for the changeover. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we're watching it, right? And we get to the very end of the movie. And I'm going to spoil it for everyone. So it's The book has been out forever. Yes. If you haven't heard the end of Rosemary's Baby... You have a moment now to turn down the volume. Okay. So at the end of the movie, it's obviously revealed that the baby, his father is Satan, right? Um, So we're done with the movie. And I am probably not even 18 yet, so I'm still going to church. And she turns and looks at me and she goes, how do you know I'm not the devil? What? (laughs) Who does that? That's great. No, yes, it's decidedly great. It's fantastic. The woman I am married to looked at me after a movie in which Satan fathered the woman's child and asked me, "How do you know that I'm not the devil?" And you, you kept dating her and later married her because she's awesome. I know. Damn. What do you got on your list? That movie? Have you seen? You've obviously seen this movie. Okay. Yeah, I've seen both versions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a legit good movie. It's a way better book, but it is a good movie. Um, and I don't, I do not think that every single time without fail, the book is better. Most of the time the book is better, but in this case, it's a lot better. Um, so next on my list is another Stephen King movie. Um, the original it. Oh, never saw it. I saw it. Um, and thus now don't like clowns. Mm. Um, yeah, it's real fucking scary. (laughs) There's just... So many terrifying things in that movie. It's a really good mix of um, realistic and completely unrealistic uh, scary stuff, as Stephen King is kind of a master of, where like there are elements that are real. Um, you know, children disappearing, things like that. Um, sewer, totally scary place to begin mm. with. I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles notwithstanding, <laughs> I generally think of bad things happening in the sewer. Yes. I don't know about you all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway... It's really good. I do not recommend watching it alone. Also, if you have children, the age of the children in the movie, maybe not for you. Um, now, let's lay a little foundation for the people that don't know about this version of the movie, or for version of the story. So it was a TV movie, like miniseries. It came out when I was in like seventh grade-ish, some middle school. Um, I remember it coming out. I remember certain parts of it because it was on like three nights in a row or two nights in a row. Yeah, or yeah. They used to so they used to do miniseries like <laughs> a couple of nights in a row, 
or like a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. Every Monday and Wednesday for a few weeks. It just kind of depended on how many hours they needed. Um, But it was very, it was very different when you had to watch like just a couple hours and then like wait days or a week until the next installment. And like everybody is terrified to find out what happens. It's, it was a really different thing than it is now when everybody can stream stuff and talk about it online. Yeah. So I was aware of it and obviously not a Stephen King person at that time Um, was not a horror movie person or scary thing person. And so I knew about it. I knew the story vaguely. I knew it had to do with a clown and a bunch of kids. Clowns are weird to begin with. For some reason, in my head, I saw the part in the shower that I don't ever want to talk about or see again. Um, You just made me think of another movie that's great. And so uh, Tim Curry is the, it plays Pennywise in the, this version of it isn't it this version is available if you look it up it's about four hours long i think it is the one that most people are t- mean when yes. they say that it terrified them as a child yes it's it's really good that's what i've heard tim curry is so good he's I, good in everything yeah. i have um, not i have not but yeah this, so. it's legit i just terrifying. remember being terrified of it even existing um, when i was in middle school so i'm sure you'll be shocked to hear yes there's several more stephen king on my list i'm not shocked at all Okay. Do you want to do another of yours? Because as I've told before, I unpacked the boxes at your house and I unpacked oh, yeah, all the books. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And <laughs> I own a lot of Stephen King. It, you own a lot of things that terrified me. I do. I read a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. True. I don't read a lot of happy things. No. Sometimes I put a, a I read a comedy book just, <laughs> just, to, just to mix it up a little. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of scary things and then a design book and then a comedy book and then I'm back to the scary things. You need something to flush it out. Yeah, it's true. I'm reading a light book right now. I'm rereading um, The Hunger Games. Oh, that's a good book. That's very light by my standards. Yeah, that is very light by your standards, for sure. <laughs> Lots of children dying <laughs> at the hands it's of a way totalitarian than most of the other books I read. That's very true. That says everything you need to know. All of humanity isn't dying in it. What's your next one? Um, Pet Cemetery. Never seen it. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what Pet Cemetery is about. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you kind of. I mean, know obviously, it's about it's about Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So there is a particular scene in this movie. There are also scary children in this movie. Mm. Um, there is a particular scene in this movie, and I saw it when I was way too young to be watching movies of this level. Um, when I I went to stay at my dad's house over the summer. And I had never been exposed to HBO before, and I did not know that there were premium cable channels that showed way scarier movies than you could see on regular TV. Um, And I, you know, am kind of an insomniac and also was as a child. And so I watched this movie late at night by myself and never wanted to put my bare feet down in front of a piece of furniture under which somebody could hide ever again. Uh, for a oh, long, is there people coming out from under furniture. Uh, kind of. I'm not going to say what it is because it's terrifying and like it's not a thing you should know is coming. So uh, uh, yeah, it's there are a couple of terrifying, th- utterly terrifying things in that movie. But the thing with the yeah under the furniture, it's very scary. Tendons are important, people. Ah, this sounds. Awful. Now, I knew that they were remaking this. This is like coming out very soon. Like, there's a trailer yeah, for it. I didn't out know now. about that until today. And from what I read, I have not watched the trailer again because <laughs> I am. Uh, well, it's a trailer, so, you know, it's, it's, it's allegedly to be safe. Horrifying. So, appropriately so. All right. I'm going to give you one of mine. And this is a fairly recent one. 
Um, and I watched it mostly because Ann Dowd was in it, and I felt I needed to because of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, but I had seen a trailer for this, and it was one of those that was at the uh, Sundance Film Festival that I knew she was in. I saw the trailer for it, and it had Tony Collette in it. she's amazing in everything. She's awesome Tony in everything. Tony Collette, also Tony Collette, amazing also in awesome everything. in everything. And in this she's movie... My, if, I could pick a, if I could pick an older sister, yeah. Tony Collette would probably be it. <laughs> she's awesome. She's awesome. And she is awesome in this movie. So I watched Hereditary about, really only about four or five weeks ago. Um, and aside from the number one movie on my list here, I haven't had a movie like make me... S- Question whether I should turn a light on while I was sleeping, like this movie did. Wow. I I told you, I, like, I screamed out loud. Not like, did you see like, it in a theater? No, I saw it right here where we're sitting right now. Okay. Um, it is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my entire life. I really want to see it now. There are any number of triggers for this movie. If you have children, and you have an issue with children dying, not your movie. If you are not a fan of decapitation, this is a thousand percent not your movie. Side note, decapitation, one of my favorite words. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Um, it, the person who directed this, it was his feature debut. It was like the first full-length movie really? he directed. He did a bunch of shorts that are spo- uh, like were supposedly really well done and very scary and whatnot. Um, but I think didn't direct anything for a while because he wanted to write and direct it all himself. He was a prince. He wanted, he, he wanted, gotcha. yeah, he wanted to do all write the things. It. I want to do all the I things. I want to do all the things. And I'm not going to let anybody do me anything until I can do all the things. Well, damn. Um, I, without giving anything away, I really can't say much about this movie other than it is absolutely horrifying. Um, it is very much in your Rosemary's baby. It's very supernatural, very you know, religious stuff. But there, imagery-wise, there are things in this I have not seen done the way they're done in this movie. Um, which is part of the reason I yelled out loud when I watched it. Uh, there's a thing that you like, you kind of know is going to happen, but it doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen. Um, and Doubt is awesome. Tony Collette, like... I wouldn't be surprised, and it might not happen because it's just these kinds of movies don't get this kind of attention. If the award season rolls around, and this might be more of a Golden Globes kind of thing, but her performance in this movie is amazing. Like, legitimate Oscar-worthy performance overall, regardless of what kind of movie it was. But I wouldn't be surprised if like she randomly pops up on some end-of-the-year award list oh, yeah. for this performance. Um, because there is a lot of emotion, a lot of grief, and a lot of it on display in very intense ways from her, and uh, it is incredible. Um, is it the kind of movie where, like, you really, really hope she had therapy throughout and after? Yes, like that kind of yeah intensity. Like, I was reading things. Is the other thing I do do a lot. I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this. Is I immediately go to the IMDb like trivia and did you know sections of every movie I watch because yeah, I you might be the only one. I'm that guy. Know. I'm the deep dive guy. I want to know everything. This about is it. why you're good at trivia. I know, right? I love trivia. Um, so apparently she had told her agent she did not want to do any more like dark movies or horror movies because she did United States of Terror, which was like I loved United a phenomenal States of Terror. show. Oh my god. She All had, the awards. I don't know what the you'll you'll be able to tell me. The official name for the disorder she had is Dissociative Personality Disorder, I think is which, what it is now. 
a lay person multiple personality disorders that yeah. they used to refer to it as. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty heavy. In Sybil's days, it was, it was, it was a dark disorder. comedy kind of show. So it was, it was, but it was pretty heavy. It was, was, I mean, it on. was up and down. You know, parts were like hilarious, yeah. but it was the parts that were funny. It was funny because you kind of have to laugh at it. It was a laugh so you don't cry kind of situation exactly. for the family in the show. And so apparently she had told her agent, I don't want to do any more dark stuff. Like, <laughs> let's get away She's from so it. Good at and then she read the script and she was like, except for this one. <laughs> I want to do this one. Um, yeah. So a great performance from her. Some things like horror wise that I, it surprised me. Like, it's very hard, like in this genre to kind of not do cliched things like the jump yeah, scares. Just so and much. The, you know, so much has already been done, but this felt very fresh. And even for having a story that in probably a more mainstream studio hands would have kind of felt familiar and probably been done incorrectly. Um, it totally stands up and goes places that I didn't really think it was going to go. Um, scared the crap out of me. Like, I really want to see this movie. What's the next on your list? Um, next on my list, well, I'm, I'm bumping it up because it, Pet Cemetery. you're talking about Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. reminded me. Um, I was really afraid of arachnophobia. Oh, man. It came out. Oh. Yeah, I'm not generally, like, super scared of spiders, oh. but, man, there were a lot of spiders in the house I lived in when this movie came out. <laughs> so I, uh, this is another one that I probably saw younger than I should. Yeah. Um, I want to say this came out when I was, I saw this at the theater. Yeah, I, I want to say this came out when I was in junior high, yeah. and I'm not exactly how, sure how old I was when I saw it, but junior high-ish age. Yeah, it would have been around that age for me, too, probably like freshman year in high school or something. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Just the idea of something like that being everywhere, yeah. everywhere, was kind of terrifying, and for some reason... It's, invaders being in your home mm. is so much more scary like yes. you have to sleep in there yeah you're you're not on your guard all the time that's at true home, and they're everywhere and if you look around your house like there's a million places a spider could hide right they can yeah. be down the shower drain they can be in the couch cushions in your pillow anywhere and that was that was really scary to me it, it was also one of the first like mainstream studio horror comedies that was kind of marketed that way. Like there's a lot of movies in the eighties and the seventies that are kind of campy horror movies that are funny because it's like, Oh my God, the production value is terrible. Can you believe they did that? But not on purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So John Goodman was in this. Um, He's an exterminator. Yeah. Awesome. He was pretty fantastic. Um, And you know, aside from Roseanne, I don't know that I knew John Goodman from a lot. Yeah, I don't know that this would have been fairly on in like his film career because like he had this and like King Ralph, which no king one remembers. Um, yeah. Where he, it's basically a movie where he ends up being the king of England somehow because he's weird. related by four hundred yeah, different. It, lines. I don't think I really knew John Goodman mm-hmm. movies until way later on. Right. Yeah. So. This was one of my early references for him. <laughs> no, this is a great movie, but yeah, it is terrifying. If you have any like, it really is. Any if you are fear, a little bit afraid of spiders, this is not maybe don't watch it. No, it's very scary. Um, it does do a pretty good job of, while a lot of it is realistic and how it could happen, the majority the when it gets towards the end, the climax, and you're just like, 
Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. But the rest yeah. of it, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the scary, the, the, the scary moments leading up to the end are very real and very scary. Um, so another one that you just made me think of. This is like, like it all of a sudden just hit me. I can't believe I didn't put this on my list. The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, really? Um, so part of this is that movie. Part of this is my grandmother has an intense fear of birds. Always oh, has. Really? Yes. That must be hard. Yeah. Um, and also, so I went to Disney World when I was 10 years old. So one of the first things I saw when we walk into Disney World, you're walking down the thing. And there's like a snack bar area. And there's like this, I'm sure it's inflated in my head at this point from when I was a kid. Just this huge flock of starlings that is just like, because there's food everywhere there, right? It's right, like nonstop right, right. flow of people. Yeah. And there's food dropped everywhere. Outside. Yeah. And that, I'd never been, I'd never been to Disney World before. I'd never been to like a big, I've been to Six Flags, but there's nothing like that at Six Flags. It's just not the same. Um, for that amount of people and there's not like mm-hmm. there were, it was the first time that I'd been sitting somewhere and like the bird like hopped on the table and like oh yeah something. like right in front of you I was losing that happens at the zoo here freaks me out it really freaked me out and so okay. the birds like I remember seeing it and I was like Mm-mm, no that terrified me but number one on my list number one with a bullet and this is my father's fault so my dad is a big horror movie fan right Always talked. I think your number one is also probably my number one. I always talked about watching horror movies. Has a great story about going to see Carrie. When, uh, oh, I love Carrie. Him and my mom were dating. They went with another couple. And uh, spoiler alert so for good. you Carrie fans out there. Um, the very end of the movie where they go to her. The house is all gone and it's just the dirt. And it ends up she's dreaming, but... She put the girl puts the flowers on and Carrie's hand comes out. So my dad tells a story about how they were dating at the time. They were there with another couple. And the guy, as soon as that happened, stands up in the middle of the theater because he got so scared and was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Screamed at the top of his lungs. That was one of my dad's favorite stories. That's to tell. great. Um, and so number one, so he decided like when I was in, this was eighth grade. And he's like, we're going to go see this movie. <gasps> No, or, in the theater. Not Carrie. I know. I think I know. Oh yeah, no. Saw to... this in legit in the theater. Oh my god. So my number one is Candyman. Yeah, that's I, that's probably my number one too. And what just happened out in the podcast listener land was a whole bunch of people that have seen this movie went, "Yep, absolutely." Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> I saw uh, it at a sleepover with two other girls, and oh my god, right? Did not sleep a wink. No. Um, I was fourteen years old, and my dad loves this story. Um, we went and I was messed up after this movie. Um, for those of you who have not seen it, there's a lot this going on. This is not on. a movie you take your child to no, go see. It is an intense, is not dark, R-rated horror movie. Even for back then, like even now, It's I think, really scary for adults. Because it's got a lot of things going on. And I know there's a lot of it that I didn't get because there's a whole like slavery component to the story that I don't think I really understood at that point. But it's got like this... And, I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think it was one of the first, like, urban horror movies that was based around an urban legend that was, like, an inner city kind of type of horror movie, where it was set there. Maybe. Like, with a character that was, you know, supposedly from there, from that area, and was kind of originating out of that area. Because usually, you know, it's all, like, suburban stuff, or out on a farm, or out in, you know, New England in the middle of the 16th century. Um it 
So for those that don't know, I'll give you a little bit of a background. I'm not going to give you too much on um, So it's based around a urban legend that they made for the movie, which is to stand in front of the mirror, so can't even five times. Yeah, and kind of a appears. Bloody Mary situation. Yes. Um, so there's an entire generation of people that saw this movie. And if you say Candyman more than twice, somebody's probably going to knock you out. Yeah. And for good reason. Yeah. Because they've seen this movie. So we get home and I'm like, Dad, I'm going to need you to leave that hall light on for, say, the next two weeks. How about that? Hall light? I would have left my own bedroom light Dude, on. It messed me up. It was up. so scary. The guy that plays... Tony Todd. Oh, man. Tony Todd, who's been in a lot of things. You would recognize Is he him. in real life? Is he an enormous human being? Yeah, he in is. Real life. Very okay. Tall. I didn't very know tall. if that was just for the movie. Yes. Yeah, he's terrifying. I yeah. think if I like saw him on the street now, I would like... I run would, the other man, way. I would run away. Yeah. Yeah, I would run the other way. No, there's an entire group of people my age that are terrified. Maybe run in an adjacent direction so yes. that I could keep looking over my shoulder and make sure he's still really far away. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Mm, and yeah. probably was what made me go, yeah, we're going to lay off scary movies for, say, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> I might have done it. Now, the one funny thing, and I know I'm not the only person who's done this either, is I made my friends go with me because they hadn't seen it yet. You did that to your friends? I did. Because I wanted to see them and I laughed my ass off. Wait, at them. wait, wait, wait. I you, rewatched it. Okay, you made your friends see I it. I made after my friends see it after I had seen Terrible. it because I knew it was coming. <laughs> That's horrible. Why did you do that? Because um, uh, it was fun and I needed somebody to feel my pain, I think. <laughs> That's terrible. So, no, yes, Candyman, number Bad one. With friend. There were a couple Candymans on our Instagram list from people today, so I definitely respect that. And number one on Tiana's list, what's your top one? Is Candyman your top one? Yeah, Candyman is my scariest uh, one. I had two other ones I wanted to talk about, right. um, but Candyman is probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Now, um, what, did, what do you recall from your Candyman experience? So you said you saw it at a slumber party? I did. I saw it with... Um, Allie and Chris, and <laughs> we were at Allie's house, and I'm not sure, maybe we got this from her older brother, I don't remember. Um, so that's his older siblings. And, oh, maybe Tasha was there too, Tasha might have been there. I don't know, there was a group of like five of us that were together a lot, and I remember watching this movie and trying to pretend like I wasn't super scared during the movie, which probably was not believable at all. <laughs> um but like I didn't want to seem like I was super scared, mm-hmm. you know. I was just playing it cool. Yeah, I was I was old enough that I thought that I I should not be scared at scary movies, and uh, I was really terrified. And so later, when it was time to go, when like everybody was getting tired and like clearly everybody was sleepy and we needed to go to sleep, I was trying to pretend like it would be okay that the lights were going to be turned off. It was not okay. It was really really not okay. I was so scared, like. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I was actually physically shaking. Yeah. I was so scared. Yes. I did not sleep a wink. I tried to pretend like I was sleeping. Um, I did not sleep at all. I cannot attest to whether or not everybody else in the room was actually asleep or not. Um, but I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. It was so like, scary. I feel like people that haven't seen this movie are like, what in the hell are they talking about? I And maybe it's not as scary if you see it as an adult. I ha- I've only seen it like twice ever i saw it again at like a friend's house wait you know like in high school or something way yeah. later um it's not something you go back for i mean yeah, i went back because i wanted to no, laugh at my was, friends watching it was just it, but... people were watching it there yeah. and so i saw part of it again and i was like mm, still pretty scary what? with the lights on in a room full of people but i didn't watch the whole thing and well, I, I have no desire to ever see it i again. have some good that bad news some good bad news for you good bad news yeah um so they're remaking this movie. Of course they potentially. are. Potentially. Of course they are. Now that's bad news. Well, one of, either one of these could be the bad good news. Um, 
I would have zero faith in the fact that they were remaking this, and I wouldn't be concerned with it except for the fact that uh, the person who wants to remake it is um, uh, da, 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 da. Jordan Peele. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's one of those Ooh. movies, like, in the right hands, could potentially be more terrifying. Yeah, because he's probably about our age, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, he needs to exercise his demons by... It's one of my favorite biracial people. <laughs> Give a list. Of famous biracial people? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Good. Um, so, quick mentions of the other Honorable two scary movies. Um, I really, really loved The Mist. They came out in, I don't know, mid-2000s, 2005-ish, maybe? Thomas Jane, I believe. Um, I loved that. I thought yeah. it was great. I've heard... Now, the the bad part for me is that I've heard good things about it, but I know the end, which I know the end yeah, is, like, and the, the big... And this is one where, like, if you know the end, it does kind of yeah. ruin it. Um, so I'm definitely not going to mention the end here. Um, although there were alternate endings. Oh, okay. Um, which is maybe something to check out if you know the end yes. and you kind of want to see it. Maybe try to find a copy with an alternate ending. Yeah. Um, anyway, super good movie. Super good Stephen King story. Uh, check now, it out. Is that, is that one of his? I know some of his stuff is based on like this was short, a short stories story. or mm-hmm. novellas or yeah, whatever. This, I, I would call this one a short story. Okay. Um, and the other one that I saw that really scared me at the time, although I'm sure I could watch it now, no problem, was The Blair Witch Project. Um, I saw it in the movie theater with a bunch of friends, and the friend I was sitting next to, Allison, was like the chick that like nothing phased, like nothing, and she was so scared. I was like, oh my god, maybe this is real. Allison is super freaked out. Um, I was like exactly the right age when this came uh-huh. out to go see it in the theater with a bunch of my friends and be really, really scared. Yeah. I can't remember. We did like we did not go home right after that. No, <laughs> no we went out and did stuff because nobody wanted to go home and go to bed after that. No, were you a big camping person? Um, not a big camping person. I've been camping a bunch of times. We yeah. went camping when I was a kid. I like tent camping. Yeah, I, I, if you're not camping in a tent or out in the open, you're not camping. You're not camping. Because the vast majority of people that I know that really got freaked out about this movie were people that hunted a lot or spent a lot of time outdoors camping a lot. And I camped as a kid, but like with groups of people and big Mm -hmm. things, not anything Mm -hmm. like this, like where it was just like me or my dad out in the middle of the woods, Mm -hmm. which I could see why that would freak you out. The problem, again, with this movie is that I knew that it, it sort of blows my mind that people thought it was real to begin with i think that was just one of the first times at least in our lifetimes where that was that sort of rumor before the movie right you know yeah. that seemed like kind of believable but uh, you know like maybe half people thought it was bs but yeah. that only kind of makes some people believe it more well it's interesting and that, that was not a thing like there was not guerrilla marketing like that at that time well and it hit right at about the only time that it could hit to exist because if it hits like five years later and the internet exists, True. everybody knows about two True. days from that movie True. that it's released or well, even yeah, like during the, production. So this is, it came out in a time where like the internet was not something everybody had at home that was useful right. for things like this. No. You could use the internet at home for grad school, <laughs> but not for a lot else. Yes. And it wasn't, the, it, the social media did not exist no. like it does now to where you could like go see the movie, text your friend. Tell everybody, and then everybody. No, the you could text your friend's pager. Yes, you could page you your could, friend. You could page your friend to tell them about it at the time. Make sure you put nine one one in so they know it's an emergency. That's right, with the extra asterisk and everything, yeah. whatever you your code is. Um, so, a couple things about this movie. I remember reading an article in a magazine about the production of this movie prior to me seeing it. Um, 
and talking about the way they made it. And I don't know if you know anything about it. I I remember hearing about it at the time, but I really don't so remember much of it. It's anymore. really cool. And if you look it up, there's I won't go into too much of it. But basically, they the guys that directed it and produced it tried to make this as realistic as possible. Are we going to talk about the end? Uh, we can are talk we a spoiling bit about the end the of end. this one? We can spoil this. It's been out. For- I do. I do have to mention the room that you see at the end of the movie uh-huh. looked just like a room in a, in the corner of the unfinished basement of my house. Nope. And it was really effing scary. I was super scared to go downstairs and do laundry after this movie for a long time. Yeah. And no, no. So if you if you've not read up on how this movie was made, do yourself a favor because the way they did it was very interesting. So these three actors were not these were amateur people. They, weren't they like grad students like yeah they were just like legit yeah, yeah. like not actors yeah. and these guys basically what they would do is they would give them a film canister with directions on where to go and where to be so like all the dialogue is basically improvised oh really for real yeah and so it's a little bit of this i could be getting wrong but the majority of the, what i'm going to say is accurate um so they would get to the next place and then they would find another film canister that would have directions and then where they're supposed to go and what the scenario is supposed to be um, and then what they would do is when they were camping at night, the guys that were making the movie would come around and play like little kid laughing noises That's and terrifying. really like legit mess with them to the point where like they weren't sure like what was going on. Um, and so there's a part where the girl who's in the movie is like running for her life out through this, is this the part you the see woods. in the movie? Yeah. Oh, you okay. see it in the movie. And I remember reading it. It's just really interesting, like, to think about. Like, and if you if you haven't seen this movie, FYI, like, it's, it's all found hand- footage. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be found footage. It's handheld camera. It's really jerky. Like, yeah. the camera gets dropped multiple right. times. You know, there's lots of things that are not perfectly in focus. Right. It seems very, you just found this mm-hmm. when you were looking for your lost friends in the woods. Yeah. And it, it was seems like that. To my knowledge, it was like, at least mainstream wise, the first of that kind of movie. Same that I yeah. know of. I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that that was a thing that we just right. missed out on generationally. Yeah. But for our generation, it was definitely the first. Like we kind of touched on before, the first that had like a guerrilla marketing campaign right. behind it, where there was like a legit effort by the filmmakers to make it seem scarier than it was yeah. going in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because when the market came out, rumors. it was basically like the trailer and the commercials were all like three students went out into the woods in such and such mm-hmm. year. They were never heard from again. Such and such time, this 